With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I'm back again for another preview of a speaker at Converge 18. Today, it's Dave Deachman with Hewlett Packard. He's going to talk to you about your relationship as a compliance professional with the Board of Directors. First, a word from our sponsor, Conversant, about Converge 18. As you know, the last year has publicly brought ethics to the center of business reputations worldwide. With the acceleration of the speak-up culture and organizational accountability that social media is enabling and amplifying, companies need to incorporate integrity into every level of their organization. Converge 18 is helping organizations to do just that by addressing ethical transformations head-on. This event will be held in Denver, Colorado on from October 8th through 10th. At it, you will be able to network with 300 of your peers, including C-suite executives, legal professionals, HR leaders, and ethics and compliance visionaries. Gain insights from 35 speakers, including such prominent speakers as Wei Chen, Steph Vogel, the NBA's Deputy Chief Compliance Officer, and Carol Switzer, President of OSEC. You will bring home actionable takeaways to your compliance program from a variety of sessions, including two keynotes, five general sessions, 12-based roundtables, and 18 interactive breakout sessions for you. You can get more information on Converge 18 at Conversant's website, conversant.com. Listeners to this podcast will receive a 50% discount to the event. Use the discount code TOMFOXVIP. That's all caps, TOMFOXVIP. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again, back for another episode. Today, I have with me Dave Deachman. Dave is David, rather. David is the former Chief Ethics and Compliance Officer at Hewlett Packard, and we are here today to visit about his upcoming presentation slash topic at Converge 18, Your Board Relationship. So, David, with that introduction, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Thanks, Tom. Happy to be here. So this is, I think, a topic that is, uh, it doesn't perhaps bedevil compliance officers, but it's always a topic that uh, CCOs, compliance professionals, and those in the, in the compliance, um, that are compliance practitioners always want to know about, which is uh, how do you uh, engage the board? How do you have a relationship with the board? What's the board's role in, in compliance? What's your role vis-a-vis the board? So I really found your topic to be something that everybody uh, is always interested in. So I wanted to perhaps start with what do you see as the board's role or purpose in a compliance program? Yeah, I absolutely agree, Tom. I think when thinking about your relationship and how you communicate with them, the foundation starts with understanding their role and purpose. Like any other audience, the more you can understand their interests and motivations, the more effective you can be. And so what I see as the role of the board of directors, it's not the day-to-day management of the company. 
it's really strategic oversight and it's strategic direction setting that for the company. And to do that, they need to understand significant and material risks. And they need confidence that the programs and processes that the company has in place to address those risks are being managed effectively. So whenever I'm putting training in front of the board or any other data or facts or materials, I really am thinking about that perspective and trying to tailor the presentations to meet their needs and given their role and purpose. So one of the, the things that uh, boards always seem to want is training. And when I think about it, David, I think about really two types of training. One is the code of conduct, the cultural, ethical, or even FCPA training that you might present to senior management's management, but also it's training for the board to understand their role. How do you go about as a former CCO, or how would you go about really providing those two types of training? Yeah, and I, I agree. I think they're both important. I think it's it's valuable for the board to understand what behaviors we're telling our employees are expected of them and what behaviors we're telling the board is expected of them, particularly as they set the example. Uh, and I think most companies do that. And, and that's that's fairly easy. You look at your code and your your policies and you talk to them about what they require. I think the latter that you mentioned is more important, though, really having a deep conversation on a periodic basis with them about their role with respect to the ethics and compliance program. And I think that looks like a couple of things. One is talking about culture and really helping them understand the culture of the company as it is in practice, not just as it is on paper. To do that, I expect them to be asking me questions and I have that conversation with them about what kinds of questions can they ask to understand what's really going on. To really dig into the internal and external factors that are driving behaviors within the company that may create risk. And having those kinds of conversations so that they are helping me think about the bigger picture and I'm helping them think about the bigger picture, that's where I think we really get the most effective uh, conversations going. So one of the things, David, that I've asked really a wide variety of, of people such as yourself is how do you develop a relationship with the person you're reporting to on the board, whether that be the chief or the chairman, rather, of the audit committee, whether that be a compliance committee, whether it be the chairman of the board of directors. And I've heard such answers as um, – you know, when they're in town, I try to have a cup of coffee with them. Or if I'm traveling and I happen to go to a town they're in, I contact them. I, I pick up the phone and talk to them. How do you really develop that personal relationship with the person you're reporting to most directly? Yeah, I, I don't know about other folks, but boards certainly intimidate, intimidate me. And I would like to say it's only past tense. I'm sure they still do. But I think those kinds of things, remembering that we're all just human and, and we're all just looking out for the best interest of the company and sitting down and getting to know each other a little bit, I think, is the, is the most effective way. The more often you can meet and be comfortable around each other, that's going to be a good thing. And I think if, if you can ask them questions um, instead of just presenting to them, whether it's in the board meeting before at coffee or whenever it shows that you've got an interest in hearing what they have to say and we as humans like people to take an interest in us and so it begins that dialogue which is always going to create a closer relationship when you're talking back and forth instead of talking at each other so one of the things that uh 
I am always questioned on, David, is what sort of data should I present to, to a board? And recognizing that not only is every board member different, but every board is different. Uh, are there any sort of general thoughts or things that, you, things that you've been able to develop uh, around either what's expected or what is the most helpful for the board uh, for their oversight role of compliance? Yeah, I, I, um, I actually toyed with the idea of scrapping all data, thinking, you know, the board's job isn't management day to day. So why do they need to see all the data? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I ultimately or pretty quickly realized that's never going to happen. We're always going to have the pretty graphs and charts. If we didn't, we'd be the only group in the entire company that didn't bring with pretty graphs and charts. And I actually think that's valuable. I think one of our primary purposes as um, ethics compliance leads in our company is to help the board um, get confidence that we are managing the program effectively. When they see the same kind of data that we are using to make decisions, it can help them get that confidence. When we tell them we're going to prioritize our energy and time and money on a certain aspect of the program, we can show them the data why we went down that path. And again, it gives them that confidence. When we say there's a hotspot or a trend leading in a certain direction, they see why we're, we're going down that path. Now, I don't think we should be talking to them in detail about all the underlying bits and pieces of that data, but it helps them to, to paint that picture. And while they're going to draw their own conclusions anyway, I think we are much more effective if we come into that meeting painting the picture for them, talking about the trends. I'll tell you, the question I get got more often than uh, any other is, what does this tell me? What's the story behind this? And so I would always come in being prepared to talk about that story. I think the trend tells them what's going on and what may derail the strategy that they're thinking about more so than any specific data point. And so I come in prepared to talk about trends more than anything else. So I have a good friend who's a former CFO, and he had a phrase that has always stuck with me, which is the board is there to put sand, a grain of sand in the shoe of senior <laughs> management. And so what I'd like to ask is, how does a CCO or how should you react uh, if you if you are challenged, if you get a challenging question, if they do put a grain of sand in your shoe? Um, uh, and how do you uh, interact with them and communicate with them, allowing them to do their job and, of course, you to do your job? Yeah, um, I love that analogy. And when I first took on the role, one of the first slides I put in front of them was what I thought their role was, which included asking me the hard questions. And as soon as I put it up there, I, I thought to myself, oh, great, what did I just sign up for? But when you really think about it, if they're asking questions of any kind, the hard ones um, especially, it gives you an indication of what is important to them. I have... I've gotten questions I don't know the answer to, and they've been great questions that I sh perhaps should have anticipated. I told them, I don't know. And I think you're going to lose credibility if you pretend you know an answer when you don't. But if you do, and, and it's contrary to what they might be Im implying, I think it's also okay to tell them what you think the right answer is and why. Because I think you have to always back your answers up to the board with that deep understanding of where you're coming from. That's going to gain their respect and, again, create that better relationship you have with them to let them know that we're on the same page and we can talk about these things openly. I, I think an example so, there may be I'll get asked questions sometimes about specific cases um, in our um, investigation portfolio. And 
I personally don't think we should talk about every single case with the board of directors. Most of our cases are really just run-of-the-mill, day-to-day kind of cases. And unless they are indicative of something bigger, I don't think I really need to be talking to them about them. And so when I get that question, I try and turn it back to what is that case indicating? What's the bigger picture that I want them to really understand and focus on? Because that's where I need the help addressing those concerns is that bigger picture. So let me change the focus uh, just a little bit if I could, David. Um, We are both going to be speaking at Converge 18. And I wanted to ask um, what you hope to get out of this conference. I I think at any conference like this, and this one I think is going to have a lot of great people there, I think some of the most valuable things we can do is generate the relationships and the conversations like you and I are having uh, to, to understand best practices. How do other people approach the same challenges we all face? One of the things I love about our ethics and compliance space, for the most part, this is not proprietary stuff. When we all get together and find better ways to do the right thing and make good choices, it helps all of us and really raises the bar for all of us in a good way. So creating those dialogues, understanding how to how to face the challenges we face in the complex world that we live, that's what I really hope to get out of it. Well, David, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but I've been visiting with David Deachman. He is the former chief compliance officer at Hewlett Packard, and we've been uh, talking about his presentation at Converge 18, your board relationship. David, I wanted to thank you, and I look forward to uh, meeting and visiting with you at Converge 18. I appreciate it, Tom. Looking forward to it. See you there. Once again, you can get a up to 50% discount uh, to Converge 18 by using the code TOMFOXVIP. That's T-O-M-F-O-X-V-I-P. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll join me again. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I hope that you will join me at Converge 18. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.